Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for listening. This is another episode of Tough Talk Tuesday. As always, I'm your host, Luke Figures. Alongside me will be Robert Alexander, along with Jules and Hector, Javier as well. Um, <clears throat> start off the show. Uh, guys, it's been a while. Just getting you back on. It's uh, good to have the show up and running again. We've been on hiatus for a few weeks. Uh, so let's just kind of jump right back into the uh, thick of things here. Um, first off, we got to talk about AJ uh, backing out of the Wilder fight and now facing uh, Povetkin. Is it that he's facing his mandatory, or is he actually backing out? Guys, I want to hear your thoughts. Um, I'll go first. I'll go first. First and foremost, it is great to be back on Tough Talk. I absolutely missed uh, being on here and obviously talking with the fans. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. AJ is backing out of the fight. But to be honest with you, I, I think really 100% from a money standpoint, I think he knows that it's a fight that a lot of people want to see. And I think he knows that that's a huge money fight for him. I mean, he's already doing a lot of uh, uh, a lot of uh, revenue, you know, fighting guys overseas in the U.K., you know, fighting guy, you know, fighting no names. And I think, you know, right now he's like, you know what? I can really, really get close to May with the Pacquiao numbers. If I keep, you know, pushing this fight longer and longer. And, and to be honest with you, it's starting. All the people are saying that, you know, while uh, Joshua was ducking Wilder or vice versa. And, you know, people are starting to talk, you know, and I think because ESPN is back in the boxing business, you know, especially with the new uh, ESPN plus app, I think we're going to see a lot more, uh, marketing about this fight, and I think it'll be a huge fight. I think we'll probably get it next year, but um, I, I see AJ really holding off because he wants those made with the Pacquiao numbers. I could definitely agree with that, but uh, Rob, I want to on that. Actually, think he's holding for more money or avoid the fight altogether? He's scared. It's not about money. Listen, he makes he makes uh, better work uh, Wilder makes right now. Joshua's about estimated about fifty mil. Wilder is about sixteen mil. Um, if you do the numbers and look it up, so it's not about money. Why would it be about money if he's already there? Because it's all about yeah. money. It's always about money. Exactly. You have to understand, Rob, this is the thing. We we forget Mayweather Pacquiao, when that fight was first announced, they were supposed to fight for like $50 million a pop, okay? That fight turned from a $50 million fight to a $300 million payday for Floyd Mayweather. That is unheard of. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I think AJ wants. I think AJ really believes that he can get the same numbers, especially being heavyweight. You know, if you really think about it, it's it's there's no way that two lower guys should be making that kind of money. You know what I mean? I mean, granted, you had your Sugar Ray Leonard's and, and things of that nature, but those guys weren't making Mike Tyson money. You know what I'm saying? 
I mean, the <laughs> fact that Floyd Mayweather made that in one night and, and Pacquiao made what two hundred something million. I'm sure AJ's like, you know what? I, I want that. I, I'm, I, and I'm sure Eddie Hearn has probably said, you know what? You can get that. Yeah, I can. I can buy that. Um, really, this is the biggest fight in heavyweight division to be made. Um, so I could definitely see them holding off for more. But whether that's actually the case or not, still up for debate. Obviously, there's going to have uh, two sides to every point, as Rob thinks. Just avoiding the fight altogether. So here's my issue uh, with it, period, though. Why not come out and say the money's not there yet? He didn't. The issues with the fight aren't just the money, though. The issue was, and, and this is hearsay, so don't quote me on this. This is the research that I found. This is hearsay. But from what I'm hearing was they offered Joshua five mil. Now, or Josh, sorry, Wilder, five mil to take another fight. Then fight Joshua next after that fight. So why would he sign it and, and Wilder wouldn't sign that contract? Now, why would he sign a contract to take a fight on five mil to not fight Joshua, to not get that guaranteed fight right away, and then have to, and it's only five mil? That that right there really, really me scared. Really, it's um, actually no five five mil is not a bad payday, especially for Wilder right now. He's you don't think he's making that much, do you? I mean, he's he's not banking. He's not uh, making the kind of money that Anthony Joshua is making. But honestly, the same answer comes is money because, like we said, it's it's a hype builder. So if you take Wilder, set him out another fight, that makes the fight with Joshua worth even more money. Basically, what we were saying earlier is that the longer you delay this fight, the more money it's going to be worth. And it doesn't work for every fight, but for right now, I, I do see where Jules is coming from. Yeah, I mean, it's a valid argument. I agree that, that you feel like it's the money that, that it's a valid argument. I mean, I'm not going to argue here. Money makes the world go around, of course. But everybody from what everybody is saying out there, and this is other fighters. Tony Ballou said it, um, came out and said it. Um, your boy James Turner on the show said it. They all believe he's scared to, to fight Ryder because, let's face it, they, they favor Ryder in their fight. I think Joshua is scared of his legacy and he's scared to lose. You know, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt here. I, I'm not gonna say if or, or or if Joshua is or isn't scared. Even though I am on the Joshua bandwagon, you know what I mean. I've been on the Joshua bandwagon <laughs> since he got gold at the Olympics. I will admit it. I'm not gonna say he is scared. I'm not gonna say he's not scared. But I will say this: I, I have read reports that you know Eddie Hearn and the management team they're trying to groom uh, uh, Joshua to be the first billionaire boxer. Or rather, a billion a billionaire boxer. Obviously, Floyd Mayweather has that title, but they're trying to groom him to be a billion dollar heavyweight. And you know, from from a from a a business standpoint, Anthony Joshua really could be that next heavyweight. And I think that fight with Wilder, I think he knows that that's the fight that can really catapult him into that you know that that you know upper 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 uh, upper revenue stream of making that kind of money. You know, and, and truth be told, you know, as you said, I mean, I don't know how much Wilder's getting, 
but, you know, Joshua is getting a lot of freaking money overseas, you know, and I'm sure that he's like, listen, this this match could kill, you know what I mean, in, in the U.K., because I hear the deal was supposed to be Wilder agreed to fighting him in the U.K. and then doing the rematch in the States. If they prolong that fight a year or two, oh, my God, and those guys stay undefeated, it's going to kill. Because the reality is this. Casual fans are getting slower now when it comes to, uh, you know, be, being being in the know. They're getting, like, really slow in terms of getting to know on the fights. So the reality is this. The casuals slightly probably have an idea who AJ is. Casuals still probably think that Deontay Wilder plays basketball. You know what I'm saying? So um, until the casuals demand that fight, then it, it, it's it's gonna it, it's no way it's gonna be that revenue breaking fight that Anthony Joshua and Eddie Hearn probably wants. Do I want the fight to be delayed? Absolutely not. As a hardcore boxing fan, I want to see that fight yesterday. But from a business standpoint, I, I can understand completely. You know, and I think the reality is that boxing is a business. You know, boxing is a business. I know it's like, oh, we got to see the, the best fight the best. But listen, let me tell you something. I said boxing was, I said it should be about the best until I saw Mayweather and Pacquiao numbers. When I saw those numbers, I said, you know what? Anybody who can hold out to get that kind of money is a smart person. Especially if they involve some real-world drama, some WWE to it. Now, when you think back on, on Pacquiao Mayweather and the numbers made, I mean, it wasn't just drawn out. It's that it had several attempts to make the fight. Some agree in, you know, not one degree to the blood, not one degree to to a match or a venue in, the, in a specific location. You know, it, it always came down to something that would break the fight up. The split, um, just something right after another. There was never really a, a, a dull moment. I mean, there was constantly in the talks, and, and something new would, would constantly come up. So if Wilder and Joshua can WWE this matchup, so to speak, and, you know, show up at each other's, you know, press conferences, post-press conferences, and, you know, push and shove, and call each other a bitch on, you know, national TV, or, you know, McGregor it up a little bit there like he does, Um, made a killing out of a fight that was honestly just an exhibition. I mean, if they can do that, I mean, there's no reason that they wouldn't be able to pull some some Mayweather-Pacquiao-type numbers. Now, they they have to build it up because, like Jules is saying, I mean, Wilder's not a, a common household name. Uh, Joshua is, at least in the U.K., but if you ask somebody here who Anthony Joshua is, they're not going to know either. And we're not talking about worldwide names like Mayweather and Pacquiao. They're not there yet. So they could have this fight, this big meaningful fight, and they're not going to get paid for it. Well, the fan of me wants to see it now and be done with it. But I get the the promoter side of it. Uh, it's not just their payday. It's Eddie Hearn's payday. It's Al Heyman's payday. There's way too many other hands in this. So let me ask y'all this, though, and there's another wrinkle, and this is all allegedly. Don't quote me. But there's another wrinkle in saying that if Wilder, they said that in the contrary, if Wilder wins the fight, there's an immediate rematch. 
if Joshua wins the fight, no media rematch. Why do you throw that in there? I mean, that's a that's an A side, B side type thing right there. Oh, absolutely. That's, a, that's ex- yeah. That's I mean, a, to be honest with you, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Real that's good. out of the Floyd Mayweather handbook. I mean, that's what I was going to say. It's right out of the Floyd Mayweather handbook. Yeah, Floyd it's, it's always had a rematch clause, but in in no circumstance would he ever be granted somebody a rematch. At least not contractually. Go ahead, Joe. No, to, to to really piggyback off that, it, it's a uh, that's a control thing on AJ's part. I, I think what he's trying to tell Wilder and his team that you know I'm the A side, and I'm the ones who make the demands. You know, and, and that's the way boxing is. You know, as much as we think this guy's the toughest fighter and this guy can beat, as much as a lot of people think that Wilder uh, can beat Joshua, and that Joshua is scared of Wilder, the reality is that you know I think Wilder and his team. They truly understand who the A-side is. Like, they understand that, just like Marvin Hagler did when he faced Ray Leonard. Marvin Hagler was one of the, is one of the greatest middleweights of all time, okay, and was the middleweight champion when he fought Sugar Ray Leonard, and he still gave him to Sugar Ray Leonard's demands, taking uh, less money than Ray Leonard, a huge ring, <laughs> and 12 rounds instead of 15. You understand what I'm saying? So, back to Deontay Wilder. They understand that. And Joshua and Eddie Hearn, they understand that too. They're like, listen, we're, we're selling out arenas over here. You saw what we did for, for Klitschko and, uh, a, a, you know, when they fought Klitschko. I mean, they were selling out stadiums for a workout. It was unheard of what they were doing over there. And, you know, the reality is that as much as I respect Wilder, and I think that Wilder deserves his credit from his record to be amongst uh, an all-time great heavyweight, like now we can start giving those talks. You know, record-wise, the man's undefeated with a crazy amount of knockouts. He should be discussed, and he's had a nice little title run. But I think uh, money-wise, they understand AJ is the A-side. AJ understands that. And the fact that he, he says, listen, if I, if I win, you probably won't get a rematch. It's basically just control. Yep, it's, it's all messed with his head, too. I mean... Thinking now, like I gotta do it now. I don't have another shot. You know, AJ's gonna get another shot if he loses. There's more pressure automatically on on Wilder. Um, but I want to steer the conversation a little bit, staying on subject, but but away from that aspect of it. Um, right now, who you guys favor? If it was made and the fight was tomorrow, who you guys favor? And sorry about the countdown. That is uh, my mess up. That's from uh, lack of having a show for the last few weeks. So we can just ignore the uh, countdown that's about to occur. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Who wants, who wants to say? Who's who's first? Let me guess, Rob. You got Wilder. You know what? Um, the way it's working right now, yes, I had Wilder winning that fight. I have water winning. K.O.? Uh, hold on a second. Alright, sorry. Yeah, I have water winning the fight, and I don't think it'll be a K.O. Um, I think you might see, just like what happened with Quisco, where you might see an early knockdown or two, 
Um, but I don't I don't think you're not I'm not. I think you um have to win the decision. I think you'll have to take Joshua for twelve rounds. He'll have to put up with his bullish um with his bullish uh, fighting style for seven to twelve rounds. Because let's face it, when AJ goes twelve rounds with a guy he's scared of, he doesn't throw many punches. He doesn't show very much skill. And that's why people don't like him at this juncture and pick Wilder as a heavy favorite. Um, at this level where they're, they're both at the top of uh, the division, I'm going to go with a guy that has more of the, the basics and the fundamentals, um, which would be Joshua in this case. Wilder likes to throw from his front foot, lifting his back foot off. He uh, throws some weird looping punches. His feet are constantly not in place. Um, he's, he's never in good placement. And he does a lot of things he's not supposed to. Throws his hands up in the air. Uh, it's, it's something that isn't drove home enough. And when you, you, can't, you can't do that at that elite level unless you have that freakish size, that freakish power that Wilder has. If Wilder was, say, the size of an Areola, a Stavern, he would be getting demolished in this heavyweight division right now. And let's face it, it's not the best division. It's, it's improved. But I think guys like Big Baby Miller even would be beating Wilder if he was that size. You can still give him the same power he has, but if you put him in a Big Baby Miller size, he has no shot. None. So before we go to Jules, I like uh, your point. You you made some valid points there in your argument, um, especially in, in feeling about the basic fundamentals and everything. But then you need to go back to some of Wilder's fights with, like, that first Devern fight, um, some of the fights where he fought uh, Spazilka, even, and, and some of those fights where he did take take the um, fight into deep waters, and he did take it in, in um, it lasted longer than we expected, but he, to me, in those fights, he showed good reserve, he showed good stamina, but he did show boxing skills, especially in that first Devere fight. I feel like he let, he, he doesn't show us that in certain situations that he knows he doesn't have to, and he feels that confident in getting a knockout. I don't think he's going to be acting ignorant and stupid and try to um, throw punches like haymakers or whatnot against Joshua. I don't see that happens. I think he's going to um, actually show us his boxing skills, try to outbox him and outclass him. And I think he can do that. Uh, I mean, I hope you're right. I want to see a, a, a good fight. Uh, I don't want him to see him skate by on his size. Uh, but Jules, you've been quiet. Well, I mean, yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been, no, no, don't, <laughs> don't, don't apologize. I've, I've been quiet because I hope y'all forget about me because the reality is this. I, I know, I, I know, I sound like a cop out, man, but I cannot answer that question. Like I, before Wilder Ford Ortiz, I would have had uh, AJ hands down. Um, you know, Lucas, I, I agree with your argument about. Um, about uh, uh, about Wilder, you know, regarding his technique and regard, you know, regarding 
the way he throws his punches. You know, he's not the most technically uh, sound uh, heavyweight. <laughs> you know that. Um, you know that 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 we're we're used to seeing. Um, but I'm gonna be honest with you, man. The Ortiz fight, he really showed a lot of heart. He showed a lot of grit. And, and another thing that he showed me that I'm not gonna say surprised me, but um, I was very impressed with was his ability to adapt. He, he adapted very well uh, to, to Luis Ortiz. And, um, you know, a, a slick southpaw like that, particularly a, a slick Cuban boxer like that, it's very hard uh, hard to do. Um, the, the fight really is about, um, you know, technique versus athleticism. AJ has the uh, technique, obviously, and Wilder has crazy athleticism. He's a very, very athletic heavyweight. Um, I, I can't. I, I can't really pick. I can't pick a winner. I'll be honest. With you, I cannot pick a winner. I think it, it's a fifty-fifty toss-up. None of those guys really have the edge. You know, to me, both their chins are shaky, and you know, I feel like power-wise, they're equal. Well, huh? okay. Uh, I agree with you, power-wise, but the chin factor in it—they haven't shown a wrinkled, a wrinkled chin yet. Well, you know what? I, 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 you're right because Joshua did go down against Klitschko. Yeah, he also Klitschko got. He also, yeah, he also got rocked by Dillian White. Um, yeah. You know, and, and you know, obviously we saw Wilder get rocked by Stavern, and you know he got rocked by Ortiz. You know, um, yeah. personally speaking, like you know, if those if those guys got hit by like Tyson, they got a crush. <laughs> you know, so yeah, you know, I, I agree with you on that. You you made you made valid points. I like your points there, Jewel. So you going for a draw then? I can't say draw. That's the thing. I, I know I'm punking out. The fans give like, man, get this dude off the show because he he can't make a decision. <laughs> um, but I, I really can't. Like I, before the Ortiz fight, I had Joshua for a while. I had Joshua for a while. I was like Joshua's gonna be Wilder because. You know, I, I can't. I don't know how he would deal with a a very technical boxer, or rather, a, a better technical boxer than, um, you know, who has the height and the power that Wilder has. You know what I mean? Like Wilder, this would be the first fight where he really doesn't have an advantage. So I felt that Joshua would win. But Ortiz, man, I mean, excuse me, Wilder answered a lot of questions in that Ortiz fight. I mean, lots of questions. You know, he. I mean, did he also answer the questions if his technique will get better? Obviously, it won't. But he also answered the question that. <laughs> He can adapt. He can adjust, and um, you know, he can get off the canvas to win, or, or rather, keep you know, when he's in trouble, he'll, he'll find a way to win. And I mean, I some people are going to argue that it it could have been stopped. Honestly, Wilder yeah. could have a, a O right now, or his O could be gone. I I will have Go to ahead, agree with that. I'm sorry for jumping in, but no, uh, I will have to, to agree ahead. with that because. Uh, it is a 50-50, to, in, my, in my opinion. You know, both of these guys are basically on their prime physically. Um, they're showing a lot of – they answer a lot of questions that a lot of fans had about them, you know, in, in both in, – in each the different ways. But one thing that we know is that Joshua got in the floor, he got knocked down by Klitschko, and he got up to finish the, the fight, and he won the fight. Now, we've, we've seen both of these guys being hurt. But I don't think Wallace faces the canvas yet on the pros. So the psychological part that comes with being knocked down and having to come up and keep fighting after that, we haven't seen Waller answer the type of questions. But we could see he got it. But we, we know that Joshua he gets up and keeps fighting 
and, you know, he overcome that psychological part. We haven't seen that thing from Wally yet. So I agree with Jules when he says it's a 50-50 um, toss-up, but I would have to give this slightly edge to AJ because of that, in my opinion. Like, I, yeah. I will go with AJ because I know that even if he gets knocked down, he will get up and keep fighting until the end. Yeah, but, you um, know, I mean, it's funny. I had, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. And, uh, when when it comes to Wilder, what I remember, he got he, he got hurt by Ortiz. He was really hurt, and he had a he, he was like with 20 seconds before the, the the round finish, and then after that whole minute break between rounds, he got like a whole 30 40 seconds from the rest for for checking. So you know, it, okay, we, we get it. He, he recouped, he got himself together, but um, maybe things wouldn't be the same if, if the knockdown would have come earlier in the round, or he wouldn't did it, if he didn't get those. 30, 40 seconds extra that he got after the, the break. Yeah, he did get an unusually long break. Um, I was not a fan of that. Um, but the, the real question is, in the AJ uh, Wilder debate, which win do you hold higher? Do you hold AJ's win over Klitschko as a greater accomplishment, or do you add Wilder's defeat of Ortiz? I would say I would say even a diminished Klitschko because of his reign of terror that he put on the heavyweight division for so long uh, yes. just it matters more I mean it, you yeah, can't I, 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 maybe Ortiz could have done it if given a chance but we'll never know um, but to play really, but to play it, devil's advocate to play devil's advocate about and not disrespecting Klitschko, I, I actually you you guys know I read a, I wrote an article about Klitschko's legacy. Um, and numbers wise, he he's up there. But if you really think about like Klitschko for a while, he was like one of the only heavyweights in a long time where like he lost a fight while he was coming up for the title. Not saying there's nothing wrong with that, but I don't remember too many heavyweights. You know, you can't really look at Ali or Tyson or Holyfield or even Bo, who when they were coming up or got the title, they had that one blemish on their record. You know, and then we talk about the Corey Sanders fight. Obviously, he got better, but it, it's kind of like those early losses. It kinda, it's kind of like, yeah. And then also, he lost to Tyson Fury right before he fought AJ. So it's kind of like, you know, granted, Klitschko's a Hall of Famer, but is the win really that great? Like, you know what I mean? I know I sound like a hater, but, you know, it's, it's like, was it really that great? I mean, they were, like, great. They're great wins. I actually equate – I equate uh, Joshua's win over Klitschko. I would say it is the equivalent of Holyfield beating Tyson. Now, Tyson was Tyson, but he wasn't Tyson who was, like, 88, 89. Or 87. True. You know what I mean? It meant yeah, something. Yeah. But it was like, yeah, you know, Tyson, you know, he's out of his prime. We know. You know what I mean? So it's it's hard to tell. And Ortiz was crushing. It wasn't like Ortiz wasn't beating guys. He was crushing guys. You know? True. Ortiz was I, crushing I guys. I have to agree with that, um, but. Got caught with you know, steroids. Got... <laughs> he also wasn't a yeah. uh, repeated world champion, so. 
I don't know. I hear what you're saying, Jules, and I, I want to agree with you, but I just can't based on the merit and the accomplishments that Klitschko brings to the table, whereas Ortiz brings little to no accomplishments. Yeah, I got what you're saying, Lucas. Um, Accomplishment-wise, agreed 100%. Uh, Accomplishment-wise, I mean, he's been – he was, what, champion for like 10 years. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. he, I mean, he's got a ridiculous record. So you're right. And, you're right. No matter how I, I'm actually just playing devil's advocate to just be the other the other uh, side. But <laughs> I'm taking Ross' place. But honestly, all of y'all are in cahoots because anytime I pick a fight, all of y'all go with each other. You, two two against <laughs> one here, two for AJ, <laughs> me for Wilder. Jules, you gonna say a dog because you don't want to agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, when it comes to Klitschko, but, but to be fair, you know, Klitschko also put on a really good performance. I mean, against that's AJ. What I was to say. That was what I was about to say. Like, I haven't seen – in those 10 years that Klitschko was uh, the kingpin of the division, I didn't see him fight the way he fought AJ. And and Klitschko, mm-hmm. I mean, he was on the canvas like, what, a couple of times too before, you know, and they called it out. But Klitschko mm-hmm. gave me a, a hell of a fight, and, and it, that kind of – that that was the fight that kind of put the the heavy uh, the heavyweight division back on the notice. Like people were saying, oh wow, like these big guys are actually fighting each other like the little guys are. You know, throwing punches, getting knocked down, getting up, getting back to fighting, going down swinging. That's what we want to see for these big guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we want to see the the first round knockouts and all of that, but we also want to see what these big guys are made of. You know, in my in my opinion, I, I like to see that. <laughs> Yeah, right. We need to steer away from it. We've been on AJ Wilder way too long. <laughs> um, <laughs> Golovkin Canelo rematch. Uh, I wanted to kind of get oh, your guys' boy. thoughts on this. It seemed to, for me, anyways, the hype and even the want for this fight has gone severely downhill. Am I right? Uh, in my, in my, yeah, in my opinion, I would say yes. I agree with you. I don't see it being the big fight that it was supposed to be before the whole controversy with the steroids and all of this stuff. Besides the fact that they're not uh, even promoting it the right way for some reason. No, it, sh- it should be promoted out the wazoo right now. Um, and and honestly, I'm going to say right now, I think Golovkin, Canelo's going to do half of getting that little Golovkin one. You know half what, Lucas? I'm going to tell you something. I, when I covered, when I went to the uh, pre-fight press conference in New York, when I covered it for the site, and, you know, I went there when they were in New York. Man, that energy was so crazy. You know, the energy was awesome. And, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to be professional, and I'm, I'm, getting, I'm, I'm just a fan. You know, I couldn't just, you know, it, just the hype and everything. They showed that movie uh, about the legends, the Midway legends before, mm-hmm. um, you know, before, you know, the, the Q&A session. And you just saw it. The Mexicans were out, the people who were out for Canelo, I mean, for, excuse me, for Triple G. It was a really, really electric atmosphere, and I really think that, you know, uh, kind of rolled over to the fight, to the first fight. The fact that they're not doing that again for this second fight, it's a huge injustice, man. It's a huge injustice to it. I think that, you know, especially because of the whole scandal and the fight is delayed, it doesn't have that luster, you know, that the first one did. And, you know, they, they don't, they're not riding off that energy. And I, I think, you know, Lucas, you might be right. This might not even do a million buys. If it does a million buys, it, it probably will just break one million. Just. <laughs> Let me put it this way. Uh, there, was, there was no way I was not going to watch that first fight. 
the first fight was so it, it had just that energy about it so so much that I just could not not watch it. Um, my father-in-law was actually having a benefit for the cancer, which he beat, by the way. Um, but he was having a benefit, and we were at the bar, and I ordered it for the bar. I was like, you know what, I'll pay for it. You know, go ahead and order it. We all watched it. Um, that's and everybody that was in the actual inside part of the bar was into that fight. Um, now we couldn't hear the fight, so we didn't hear a commentary, no nothing. Um, after the fight, we didn't know it was a draw. Nobody knew it was a draw. I didn't find out until <laughs> ten minutes afterwards when you guys started bitching about it that it was a draw. So <laughs> we're we're just sitting there, and you know they they said and they you know they're giving interviews and we're like, well, Golovkin won. Everybody unanimously agreed at the bar. Golovkin won. Golovkin won that okay, fight. At least, at least, and at least everybody in the bar was looking at the right fight. <laughs> <laughs> so so then I'm at the urinal. And I check my phone, <laughs> and I'm like, "What is a draw?" <laughs> and the guy next to me was like, "No fucking way!" So he walks out back out in the middle of the bar. Is like, "Hey guys, it was actually a draw!" And everybody's like, "Boo!" And people are throwing shit. And I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> it was it was so, hectic. So needless, and, uh, so needless to say, Lucas, you got pissed while taking the piss. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. That's very yeah. funny, Rob. <laughs> and uh, well, I mean, it was just—it was a very entertaining fight. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I think the love can clearly won. That alone diminishes the rematch. If you went ahead and you said definitively, "Hey, Golovkin won this fight," and the right—you know—the right person won the fight, and Canelo says, "You know, I'm going to come back stronger, and I'm going I'm to fight him, and, and I'm going to win this time." Right then that would at least build more hype. But the fact that you screwed Golovkin already makes us not right. really want to see the second fight, you know? Thank you. Thank you. I, I so, agree completely on that. All right. Go ahead, so Rob. listen, here, here's the deal. The biggest fight this year by far. It will be the biggest fight this year by far. And was considered a downhill year for boxing. I understand that. The million buys, it'll do that easily. It won't come nowhere close to no type of record at all. Mm. The most the most amount of buzz that will come the the, the most ahead. amount of buzz that will come from it will be fight week and especially fight night. And here's why. Because it ultimately comes down to these two fighters and and what's at stake. For Golovkin, he's pissed. He's not showing it anymore in the, in the tabloids. The fight is made. He, his team is not coming out and saying anything else. They're not demanding more of, of Canelo. They're not making fusses about anything. They actually went quiet now that the fight has been made. Okay? He's pissed off. He took the fight against fans Monterosi and got hammered for taking that fight. When he had no choice, he lost his belt because he didn't want to take the fight that they that his mandatory was because, let's face it, that's basically a true title fight. When he knows Canelo is coming up, why risk getting hurt? Why, why risk anything taking that type of fight? And the media should have gave him a pass. They did not. They blasted him for this. 
They took away his title. He has everything at stake in this fight, not to mention the fact that he's still pissed it was a draw. And we haven't seen Triple G mad. We really haven't. When he comes out to the ring and he's fighting and boxing and boxing beautifully, he's all smiles when he's in trouble against Danny Jacobs. At the end of the fight, when he knew it was a bad performance on his part, he he just gave Danny Jacobs the credit and smiled. He's not going to smile this night. He's going to be amped up. He's going to feel the pressure, feel, feed off that pressure, and have a hell of a performance. Canelo, I feel like it's do or die for Canelo, like he lost that first fight because people, everybody thought he lost that first fight. Then they're blaming him for the rematch going bad because of and Now, on top of that, they're saying he's taking steroids. It really is his last straw to win this fight. All of that feeding into the fight is going to come out on fight week. It's going to come out especially on fight night. And this could be one of the greatest, greatest, uh, one of the greatest fights we could possibly see because of all that building up and they're not feeding off of the the crowd, meaning they don't give a shit about the money this time. It's about all of those things being at stake. So I don't care if how many numbers it does. This is going to be one of the greatest fights in history when when that bell rings because these two have that much at stake and they're both that big of a fighter. Trust me, guys. If this fight is going to be the one. Trust me. We're actually, it's actually going to be the one. Well, that, that's what we're hoping uh, for. And we also, me personally, I'm hoping for the right score because, um, uh, yeah, we all got a draw, but we all know who definitely won that fight. I agree with you guys. It was a close fight, definitely. I felt like uh, Triple G could have done a little more to, to make the, the, the win a little more obvious for him. But I'm guessing, I agree with you, Rob. I'm guessing now Triple G knows that the only way to get a win out of Canelo will be by either stopping him or knocking him out. And Canelo now knows that this guy has power and he's relentless. So he's going to have to find a plan to try to battle that and not only make up for the last bad performance of the first fight, but this whole uh, steroid situation that it, it hurt, it hurt Canelo. It hurt Canelo. He heard the fight. He heard the whole situation about this fight. But, like you said, the bad blood between these two is the, the, the only element that might make this fight a great fight, a great fun night boxing. It is. I mean, and that coupled with the lackluster publicity. I mean, to me, that tells they're not doing a press conference. They're not doing this. They're not amping it up. They don't give a shit. That's what we need. That's what this sport, this sport needs. It needs a bloodbath. It needs a grudge match. It needs all of these things to be at stake and it to come crashing together without them giving a damn about the money. And that's why I'm excited, really excited for this fight. And I know it'll outsell come fight night just because it, 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 it's boxing. Boxing is the, I'm sorry, y'all, it's the greatest sport sport entertainment that's true in the world. It is. I, I can't agree with you more, but I just I can't see it doing one million, not this time. 
the first fight was great, um, but it's it's lost a lot of its hype. I really hope that they do build it back up, but right now, as we currently talk on this show, it's it's just not going to hit that mark for me. Um, what really should be mad is Canelo more than anything. I mean, Golovkin has the ultimate insult to Canelo, which is he fought Mexican style. That's what he calls it. I fought Mexican style. He boxed, and uh, Canelo, Canelo ran, basically, is what he's saying. Boxing slash running, you know how some common fans say. But the fact that almost probably half of uh, the Mexican fans are leaning towards Golovkin. They prefer Golovkin and his method of fighting. That is uh, the ultimate I, I insult agree with you for Golovkin. I but, agree uh, with you and I personally... I personally met a couple of Canelo fans that turned to Triple G fan after the first fight, even before the whole controversy with the steroids. But to add to my point, and, and I agree with you, yeah, I mean, I will say Canelo was doing a lot of running, quotes, because he, he was basically fighting defensively. But one thing that let me down from Triple G was that one thing that made me a fan about him is the, the way that he cut off the ring on anybody, a softball, a, a conventional fighter, and this time, it felt like he was following Canelo. He wasn't really cutting up the ring, and that was one of his best tools in his, his arsenal. So when I didn't see that going on, I was like, so is it the Canelo footwork is great, which is not, or Triple G is just too eager to hit this guy that he's forgetting to position, like, position himself in a, in a way where he could catch him and not, you know, like, not corner him, not let him run either to the right or to the left. But see, now you, I hope, I now hope you... this fight is better. Now you're going to make me break down the fight, Javier. Look, real quick. What it was is... Hey, well, go ahead. No, what it was was... Yeah, yeah, you got me excited. What it was was counter-punching. You're right. He followed Canelo into the ropes, and Canelo countered, and he stopped. That's what happened. He felt the power of Canelo's counter-punches, and he stopped throwing punches himself. That's what he needs to not do. But... that's neither here nor there. We can break that down when the when the when that comes. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> All right, now we're gonna go into the uh, main event for this coming weekend, guys. Um, Pacquiao returns to the ring. Um, he's definitely getting up there in age, guys. He's uh, been a pro now for 23 years. Could Lucas Matisse? force Pacquiao into retirement and do what uh, a lot of people uh, are thinking he can't. I don't think so. I cannot agree with that. I mean, it's boxing. He takes one punch, and Lucas definitely has that punch. We've seen it. But uh, just like Pacquiao is already, let's say, coming down on his prime, uh, Lucas is not really – the only thing that he got – with Pacquiao would be like the right hand. If he landed that right hand, it could be light five for Pacquiao. But, you know, Pacquiao with experience, with the quality of opponents that he had in the past, I'm pretty sure he can, you know, over, over, overcome that. But I think we're going to see a great fight because uh, they're going to come to fight. But I'm, I'm going to have to go with Pacquiao. You're going with Pacquiao? Um, what, with what's Pacquiao. the score, Javi? Is it KO, TKO, decision? Uh, well, based on based on what happened with uh, Donnie Garcia versus Lucas Matisse, 
I think it might it might be stopped by the ten round. It might be stopped by okay. the ten round. Oh, it could go twelve. Okay, Jules, what you got? Yeah, you know what? It's funny that you you guys we're talking about this now, right? Because Lucas, obviously, I know I, I'm supposed to be right about the fight, and I'm sorry, but I had a, I was like having I had a hard time going against Pacquiao. I was like, I can't see Matisse win this fight. Granted, as Javier said, anything can happen in boxing. Um, it only takes one punch. But you know, I was on the I was like, there's no way. You know, Pacquiao is too experienced, and 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 you know, he, I feel he's a better boxer. But I'm a, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I rewatched Pacquiao versus Horn uh, a week ago, and I'm not saying that uh, Horn beat Pacquiao. I'm not saying that. But well, I, I am gonna I say. I, I, I really, I, I mean, I didn't. Say, I still have Pacquiao winning the fight, but I will say this: the fight. I, you know, once again, I, I turn off the, the sound and I, I study it. I, I watch it. I watched it without the commentators. And I said, you know what? I said, this fight was a lot closer than what I thought it was. Because Pacquiao, believe it or not, even though Horn was fighting dirty, Horn was countering Pacquiao when Pacquiao was coming in. Granted, it was no Marquez, obviously not, because Horn is not a candle to Marquez. But he was countering Pacquiao when Pacquiao was coming in. And I think what was going on, Lucas, as you said, was I think the age is coming up to Pacquiao. Pacquiao was able to get away with the lunging and punching at the same time because of his speed. But I think that speed is slowing down to where he, when he lunges the punch, he can't get out of position fast enough. And it really blew my mind. I said, holy cow. I said, wait a minute. Why is Horn catching Pacquiao certain times? And I noticed that. I said, if you look at his fights against, you know, Marquez the first time and, um, you know, obviously the older fights that he had, David Diaz, Margarito, so on and so forth, he was able to lunge in and punch and get out of the way fast enough before you can counter. He couldn't do that with Horn. Even though I thought he beat Horn because Horn really did a lot of roughhousing and Pacquiao was countering him too, it, it, he wasn't getting out of the way fast enough to, to, to make Horn miss. And I think with Matisse, if they can take advantage of that, especially – with Freddie Roach not being in the corner? Because I'm sorry, I don't see Boo Boy, um, no disrespect to him, but having that <laughs> analytical training mind that Freddie Roach has. So if Matisse's camp is watching that closely and says, you know what, all we need to do is just wait for Pacquiao to lunge in because he can't move fast enough and he's not move, using any lateral movement that he used to, then we might see a fight, gentlemen. <laughs> like, we might see a fight. I, I, I'm actually... Um, I'm inclined to say Pacquiao wins, but by split decision. That I, I say very close in split decision. I'm going to mirror you. I mean, that's really well said. Um, I was thinking pretty much the same thing. Um, yeah. Even mirroring the horn fight. I mean, I, I honestly don't if, – if you go back two years, this fight's not close. Pacquiao dances circles around him, uh, just beats Matisse all the way up. Um, just is not an entertaining fight. The, the Pacquiao now, his legs are gone. It will make it. He doesn't dance. He's gonna stand in front of Matisse, and uh, you you don't want to stand in front of Matisse now. Matisse is also in really good shape for this fight. He ain't taking it lightly, um, and he's planning on winning. Um, I've seen some some clips of his training. He he ain't playing around. 
Um, and, and like you said, I don't really think Pacquiao is able to get out of those way of those shots. Um, he's always going to be the, the smaller guy, um, so he's, he's going to have to get in and get out, and he can't do that like he used to. He just can't. All it takes I, I is a good Matisse shot. I, I'm saying regardless, you can, you can take this to the bank right now. Pacquiao's going down. Now, I don't know if he's going to win or lose, but I think he hits the canvas, and probably hard. Um, oh, man. I, I, everybody knows I like Pacquiao, okay? I do. I, I think he's a legend. I think he'll be remembered for many years to come. Um, our kids will be talking about him, him and Mayweather, um, and what a horrible fight that was. <laughs> but this fight, uh, I honestly think it, it is the end of Pacquiao. I'm going to say right now I think he loses. Um, unfortunately, he may get knocked out. Um, but I, I think with without Roach in the corner, with um, his age and his, his unwillingness to, to really want to mix it up, I, I could tell with Horn, you could tell in his eyes sometimes he just he, – he's had it with fights like that. He doesn't want to do it anymore. And um, I think he wanted to retire two or three fights ago. He had it in his mind, and honestly, it's now more just for the paycheck. I don't think it's in his heart. He's doing it for the money because he supports so many people. Um, And for all of those reasons, and and like I said, there's a lot of the analytical stuff. Jules already kind of outed again, so I don't want to just repeat what he said. But, I mean, a lot of that is is very true, and I I just think – Really, Matisse is going to catch him. That's all it comes down to. Matisse is going to catch him. He's going to be able to. And uh, Pacquiao doesn't have the uh, the age to recover. And gets either a TKO or a KO, um, probably mid to late. So you want right, to look at Did I leave you guys in shock? Because it was quiet there for <laughs> All right. I'm right. So the fun well the funny part about that, Lucas, is is you just said all the reasons Jules said, but he picked Pacquiao by split decision. Although everything he, he said was he, alluding everything he said was ahead. alluding to what you just said and you picked knockout for Pacquiao or for okay. Lucas Matisse. So you guys mm-hmm. made the same point but picked different sides. <laughs> so I'm gonna be brut- I'm gonna be brutally honest here, then, and, and I'm, oh, I'm gonna do what, we're, what our moniker is, which is the heavy bag. We we don't hold any punches, so I'm just gonna give my honest assessment. You have to assess both these fighters as they are now, okay? Not what they were. Neither guy. They're not the same fighter. Both. They're not the same fighter they were. You have to assess them what they are now. I think Pacquiao had a hell of a fight against Jeff Horn. I think Jeff Horn's a C-level fighter. I think Terrence Crawford just showed us that. My honest opinion. So he had a hell of a time and lost the fight, which we all felt he won, but it was close, just like Jewel said, against, to me, a C-level fighter. That's recent. Matisse has been knocked out by Victor Postal. Brutal knockout. Brutal. Um, got knocked around and, and beat up by Danny Garcia, who hasn't beat up anybody since. Okay? And then in this last fight, 
can everybody this last fight made everybody challenge his passion for the sport. So Lucas Matisse, yeah, he has power, but he's been fighting lesser opponents and hasn't looked that passionate in do or or that productive in doing so against lesser opponents. And now he comes in and fights Manny Pacquiao. That being but you said Go ahead, bro, I'm sorry. That being said, we're going to have a heck of a fight. It's the right time for both of these guys to fight each other. And and they're both going to, you know, it's going to look like Horn versus Pacquiao, but at a higher level because there's more at stake. These guys are better boxers and better fighters historically than Jeff Horn was. I have this one being a draw, fellas. It's going to end in a draw, and it's going to be a great matchup enough to garner another one. It's not going to be historic, but it's going to be a great fight, and this one is going to end in a draw. I will say this, though. If we see another fight like... I think like, that uh, shocked y'all more than um, Lucas. Go ahead, Jewel. No, I was, I was, to, to go to your point, uh, Rob, and Javi, I know you want to get something in, so I'll be real quick. But to go to your point, Rob... If we see another fight like uh, Pacquiao versus Horn with Pacquiao versus Batiste, uh, I got to agree with uh, Lucas. Pacquiao's going to sleep. You, you don't go toe-to-toe with somebody like Matisse. <laughs> right. is, you, you would think, no. you would think right? Matisse's not Matisse. He once was. He couldn't make Danny Garcia go to sleep. He couldn't make um, Victor Postal go to sleep. You know? Because he didn't yeah, he, 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 Right. Because he went, he went night-night in Victor Postal. <laughs> yeah, Danny, but, Danny ruined him. Danny ruined yeah, but, him. He's, he's not, he doesn't have the skill or passion and determination to knock out Pacquiao. You have, no, to, right, have I, great, you have to have great passion and great skill to knock out Pacquiao. He doesn't have it. Rob, I, I hear what you're saying about the postal, postal and, the, and the Garcia fight, especially Garcia fight. But what you have to particularly for Danny Garcia, Garcia didn't really go toe to toe with um, with Matisse. He actually boxed his best. I haven't seen Danny before that and after that personally. I, I really haven't seen it. Like Danny Garcia no. that night looked like one of the best welterweights I've ever seen. I I, I, I mean that. Like, he truly Preach. looked like he, – he looked like Sugar Ray Leonard. I, I know people are going to be like, Jules is blasphemous, but he was boxing, he was moving, he was taking his shots. He looked great. And that's the reason why that win really elevated him to, you know, a, 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 a high-caliber fighter. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I, because you know. people – they thought that Garcia didn't have that style, that he would go back and forth, and Matisse would be the victor. The fact that Garcia mm-hmm. gave Matisse a boxing lesson like that, I personally, I don't ever think we're going to see Garcia like that again. And to go back to my point about Pacquiao, it's like with Pacquiao. But as you said, Lucas, the Pacquiao who fought uh, Bradley or who, you know what I mean, who fought Margarito or the one who was using that angle, that movement, that, that punching hell, the Pacquiao who fought Claudio, you know what I mean? Matisse would have mm-hmm. been, he would have had a prayer. But this Pacquiao who, you know, he's lunging, he's a little slower, he's not using lateral movement, he can't get out of the way fast enough, it, it, it really makes it a closer fight because 
Pacquiao's style now is useful to Matisse, not the Pacquiao style mm-hmm. back then. Back then. Right. Back then. These are both two different fighters. The the ability that Pacquiao has now is enough to frustrate Matisse, and he won't be able to catch him. That's what I'm saying. The Matisse that's fighting right now, even with the diminished skill of Manny Pacquiao, still won't be able to catch him. That's what I'm saying. And mark my words. And, and Lucas, I know you said I can't. I'm doing it this time. I didn't for Canelo um, Triple G one. And Jules beat me to it tonight by picking, um, saying that against AJ and Wilder. So I'm, I'm actually calling that. It's gonna end in a draw. That's my prediction. Um, I don't know if I've really picked against Pacquiao in the past. Maybe you guys would remind me, but um, it is now to a point that you you have to look at at those levels. Now, I think Pacquiao once was on that level that Crawford's at now. Okay. Pacquiao's no longer on that level. That's, That's evident by their common opponent in Horn. Crawford just I mean, he wiped the floor with Horn. Not even a not even a competitive match whatsoever. But Pacquiao no, and got I think drawn lots of into this life that, or though. death fight, into a life or death fight with Jeff Horn. And um, honestly, if it was Pacquiao or Batiste Horn, it's a fifty-fifty fight in my book too. And they just awarded Horn over Pac or Horn over uh, Pacquiao. So. I, I see this as really an even fight. Um, Pacquiao's got the edge in speed, but as far as Pacquiao uh, power goes, I might have to give it to Matisse. And if Horn can land, I think is going to be able to land. Now, Horn may be a little bit quicker than Matisse, but um, like I said, that, that power's going to be something else. And um, all it takes is a flush shot. This Pacquiao is is not the Pacquiao he used to be. Now, they, I agree, Rob. They're both diminished, obviously. But I think the the styles have changed slightly. Matisse is just a lesser version of himself, whereas Pacquiao's a more one-sided fighter than he ever was in the past. Before, he was four or five dimensions. And now, he's, I'm going to sit in front of you Lunge in, throw combinations, get in and out. Yeah. That's all you have and to worry about. And I don't disagree with you. He's not going to be and using I don't. angles. He's, he's not uh, going to be a great counterpuncher in there. You can expect one thing, speed and combinations. And I don't, I don't disagree with you. But to me, Matisse is not a Pacquiao killer, never was, never will be, and still can't do it. I think he's good enough to fight even, and that's it. <laughs> Well, we're about out of time for today. Um, I do want to let you guys know uh, that I did post, before the show, I, I posted a poll on Facebook. Could we possibly see Pacquiao laid out again, this time at the hands of Lucas Matisse? So far, 26% are for yes, Pacquiao is declining. A whopping 74% says no, Pacquiao will smash Thank Matisse. You. Oh, well, I don't say he'll however, smash him, but he won't get knocked out. However, guys, uh, I want to thank you all for coming back on. Uh, this is going to be a weekly show again, so check us out again Tuesday, same time, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. 
uh, Pacific. But again, uh, for the rest of my team, for Jules, Javier, and Rob, my name is Lucas, and this was Tough Talk Tuesday. Also, check us out, heavybagboxing.com. Thank you, and have a good night. Good night, guys. Don't start no fights if you do win.